Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Seven minutes after the hour, and uh, originally we were going to have in studio uh, Ellis Bennis, uh, a.k.a. Belt Boy, <laughs> uh, famous for having said... I'd like the, to be on Gary's gun. Uh, but he... <laughs> I don't make these things up. I mean, that's right from the horse's mouth. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, his wife is a little under the weather, and uh, he's... Uh, Making sure that the kids don't, you know, make things even worse. Can so we play the Belt Boy a... theme? Because I was all <clears throat> prepared to play that. And oh, we got to play the Belt Boy theme. Sure, we can talk about the Belt Boy just just because he's not here. Yeah. It's easier now. They can't <laughs> <smack us. laughs> you know, <laughs> no way to defend himself. <laughs> you know, it occurred to me that um, well, people are having a hard time getting uh, uh, products to market. You're looking for Christmas gifts. You know, a good belt. Uh, and you don't have to worry that it'll be stuck out in the middle of the Pacific, uh, you know, waiting for it to get unloaded. You can just go to thesuperbelt.com or if I, are you, do you have the Superbelt uh, at Modern Arms? Uh, yeah, we do. We've got the um, the sizing display there. You can come in and test fit one, see the materials, and uh, place your order right there. Makes it easy. Looks like leather, wears like iron, except it doesn't rust. <laughs> Belt boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, so head over to Modern Arms. Uh, and, and, <laughs> the Brown uh, Station location. <laughs> <laughs> Never let a moment slip by. Never miss it. Yeah. Larry Whalen, Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Good morning, uh, Gary. Good morning. My co-host from the national show, Scott Van Kirk. Morning, Gary. Morning, Glory. Uh, and then uh, Joe Gilbert is in. JoeGilbert.us. And, Joe, you had a class last weekend. Heck, uh, yeah. I'm sorry? Heck, he yeah. Joe's always he got class. Not just, yeah. Heck, yeah. Uh, what? Now, this was uh, out of Green Valley, right? Yes, yeah. It was uh, decisions drive outcomes, right? Good decisions made in advance, acted on in a moment. And, you know, how was the turnout? What uh, Can you share any of the information? Are you going to do it again? Yeah. Or are you just a one-and-done kind of guy? <laughs> Yeah, we're probably going to do this one again because it turned out to be super. But it was a workshop. We had uh, all guys. We had a, a former New England Patriots football player. So really... Tom, Bra Tom Brady was there? No, a oh. big guy. <laughs> a big guy. And uh, he, we pressure tested some some of the techniques, especially the close-in close shooting when somebody's on you. And uh, having a 300-pound NFL guy coming at you yeah it was it was interesting so um <laughs> thanks yeah. for pressure tested and they worked and then we had a female yoga practitioner she was fantastic she just um she just rock and rolled wow so um you're thinking that you might just do this again uh is there any weather prohibition i mean is it okay to do this in the winter is it something you can only do during you know yeah we'll probably do it in the spring because i'm old and need to rest Besides that, Hallmark movies are playing now, so... Um, yeah, yeah, you don't want to... It's Hallmark that. season for Joey. <laughs> <laughs> is it, is, is it full-blown Christmas yet, or do we do well, it from Halloween? Well, it's countdown to Christmas. So the last year's Christmas movies are streaming nonstop, okay. man. Okay. Well, Especially at my house. Come on over. Okay. Got well, the just, Hallmark Channel because, rocking, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's... <laughs> yes, because... Uh, uh, Scott, that sounds like a date. I yeah, don't know. That sounds great. Yeah, I'll get, yeah. get over there, and let me see if I can remember how this goes. So, you can have some of my... So, 
so the gal lives in the city and then she <laughs> returns to New England. It's always New England. And because uh, the family business is failing and then there's a Christmas fair yeah. and there's right. the handyman. Yeah, it turns right, out so the handyman's a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. So we, like the big city and came back. Yeah, yeah, that's it. All right, so we all know that Scott watches those shows too. <laughs> Oh, no. Hey, we fight in all weather, Gary. So that class, um, it, it was like walk, uh, working in a rain cloud on, on Saturday. And then yeah. Sunday, we had some serious pour downs. But we, uh, we went and hid for about 35 minutes during the lightning. And then we were back out in it. Everybody was a trooper. Rain or shine. Uh, what a great opportunity to make those decisions up front, to know under what circumstances what you'll do and how you'll do it. Uh, but you teach other classes on a regular basis. And if people are are interested, uh, go to joegilbert.us and uh, get some information. And then uh, Larry Wayland from, from Brown Station location. No, no, no. Oh so, wait, sorry. No, so try that try again. All right, hold yeah, on. Again. You go first. All right, all right. So uh, now Larry Wayland from Modern Arms at the Brown Station location uh, has brought in some <laughs> firearms that we see. There's a system to this, and you got to get it right. <laughs> You'd think after all these years, you know, you'd have it down pat. Well, sometimes it's just fun to play, Gary. Uh, sometimes. Well, on, on occasion, Larry, you'll come up on the national show, and then one of, I'll pop out with at the Brown Station location, and I just know the, the listeners are like, what is what that? Is that? Is that? What, what is, is he talking, talking about? about? <laughs> yeah, and then, of course, we have to explain the whole thing. <laughs> you got some explaining to do, Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I'm losing my voice here. Uh, there is um, a, a potential for us to not prevail at the Supreme Court for the uh, New York gun law. Uh, the story is at uh, MSN, and uh, it says, uh, When the Supreme Court first declared an individual right to gun ownership more than a decade ago, the court's conservative majority relied on founding-era legal history to invalidate a D.C. law banning firearm possession in the home. An even more conservative court is poised to scrutinize on Wednesday the follow-up question left unanswered since 2008. To what extent do Americans have a constitutional right to carry loaded concealed firearms outside the home and in public places? Although some observers say it seems like that court took the National Rifle Association-backed lawsuit to overturn a century-old New York state law, which is similar to restrictions in seven other states. There's a surprising split among conservative judges and legal analysts that could influence how broadly the justices rule. So apparently, um, because there is precedent in other states and some of these, uh, uh, some of these uh, uh, Supreme Court judges believe that you, you don't overturn something that's been, you know, precedent that's been around for a while, that they may not do what we're expecting them to do. Uh, conservative judge Ninth Circuit recently wrote for the court an opinion that upheld Hawaii's gun restriction, pointing to overwhelming historical evidence that there's never been an unfettered right to carry firearms in public. In the New York case, a retired conservative judge joined former officials who served in Republican administrations to write an amicus brief supporting the state, saying the right to carry guns outside the home has historically been restricted 
in many public places. Is that reason to say we can't touch it? We'll talk about that in the next segment of the program on Gary on Guns. Hot Talk 93.9 Neal. Hey, it is uh, 20 minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. I am pleased to tell you that Larry Wayland is in from Modern Arms. At the Brown, At the Brown Station, Station location. location. <laughs> At the location of Brown Station. Station. <laughs> Where's morning. Where's, where's Modern Arms at? At the Brown Station location. Oh, okay, thanks. Okay, uh, I think we've established a location. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Joe Gilbert, joegilbert.us. Uh, if you're looking to figure out just what to do when the bad guy comes, you got to go to joegilbert.us, take the class, and you will, uh, you'll prepare yourself mentally, and you'll have a, a plan that uh, could save your life or the life of your family or employees. Uh, also on board, my co-host from uh, Gary on Guns National, uh, and that would be Mr. Scott Van Kirk, former uh, former law enforcement, firearms trainer, uh, all-around bald guy, uh, good guy. Uh, yeah, probably both. <laughs> yeah. How, how are well, you, buddy? I'm <laughs> doing okay. So, uh, Justice Scalia's 2008 decision in uh, District Court uh, of, of uh, District of Columbia v. Heller drew fire from some conservatives who said the court was creating an individual right to gun ownership that it was not clear the Constitution granted. A judge, a judge named uh, uh, Wilkinson, a Reagan appointee on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the uh, Fourth Circuit, fueled the controversy with a law review article calling the Hel Heller majority guilty of the same sins as the Supreme Court uh, committed uh, with Roe v. Wade. Conservative judge in the Ninth Circuit recently wrote in a court opinion uh, upholding Hawaii's restrictions, pointing to overwhelming historical evidence that there has never been an unfettered right to carry firearms in public. In the New York case, retired conservative judge joined former officials who served in Republican administrations to write an amicus brief supporting the state, saying the right to carry guns outside the home has historically been restricted in public places. So both sides claim historical upper hand in this case. Um, you know? Yeah, you know, I remember Lewis and Clark, they didn't take guns with them because they didn't <laughs> want to take them outside of the house. Well, you know? you're old enough to remember Lewis and Clark. <laughs> probably there when they... Uh, well, you know, to, to relate this to uh, the, the making of, of the, the Roe v. Wade decision, which, you know, an abortion is not an enumerated... Uh, right set forth in the bill of rights but the right to keep and bear arms is and you know the the fact that we've had laws encroaching on it for generations doesn't mean we need to continue to encroach on it it means we need to go back to those laws and go eh, no we're gonna we're gonna actually interpret the constitution because that's the role of the supreme court right correct okay yeah. so yeah it is constitutional for people to keep and bear arms that's unless you've been compromised morally and then it's whatever the compromisers want. Whoever's writing the check. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever's yeah. got well, the influence. And, and also I, thought, it, I thought maybe he was talking about you'd been seen in the company of a lady of the evening. A body location. Yeah. Well, no, we'll, we'll talk about the other oldest profession, politicians. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and one thing really jumps out at me as you were talking about that, Gary, is we're talking about all these conservative, quote-unquote conservative judges who are talking about, you know, we're changing precedent. This is the way it's been for so long and everything else like that. And it brings up the point that I 
generally will make on occasion, and that is an R next to your name, a D next to your name, conservative, liberal, whatever the case may be, doesn't automatically put them on what side you think they should be on. Yeah. So these are supposedly conservative judges, but obviously are, are not on the side, um, well, certainly in our opinion, uh, the right side of well, this. Well, yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not constitutionalists. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, uh, just as an aside, uh, the oldest profession in the world is not what you think. There were ladies of the evening uh, in ancient uh, Rome uh, who would carve a circle with an arrow into the bottom of their sandal so that when men who were looking for them wanted to find them, they would just look at the, at, at the imprint on the ground, which proves that advertising is the oldest profession <laughs> in the world. Ah! Uh, see? I see! It pays to advertise. So you, you followed some circles in your day, huh? <laughs> yeah, what did, circle I, do you run in? I carved them. <laughs> oh, he carved his circles. What? Yeah. What? Hey, whoa, what going... are you selling? What oh. That... Wait. oh, wait. Yeah, women used to pay me, but now I'm married, so I'm off. <laughs> I'm not available. Uh, anyway. Women, uh, Fred Garvin. Male <laughs> prostitute. <laughs> Women used to pay him. Yes, here's $10. Please go away. <laughs> I'd like to start the session with a few seductive poses. It was usually, it was usually a, a key to the room and, and uh, you know, a request that I be there. But anyway, uh, that would never happen to you guys. You're all homely, and, and I feel sorry for you. <laughs> what a friend! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta admit, it takes balls with a room full of guys with guns to be, <laughs> to be going down this road. Yeah, I think I'll stop while I'm still around. All right. So, the case uh, that we're talking about uh, that's going to the Supreme Court uh, presents a test for the court's conservative majority. Its commitment to originalism. Uh, the method of interpreting the Constitution it was as it was originally understood. Conservative textualists or originalists think or believe uh, that the Second Amendment ought not be interpreted to take from the people and their legislatures the historical and traditional authority that they have had for centuries to decide where guns can be carried in public. Uh, the retired appeals court judge, his name is Ludwig, uh, a, a nominee of President Bush, uh, wrote this in an email. Whatever its policy misgivings and temptation, this conservative Supreme Court would be wise to leave these decisions for the people and their elected representatives to make, as the framers of our Constitution intended. But, Joe, I don't think that was what the framers intended. No, they intended to leave us alone. Yeah. It, <laughs> So that, it shall not be infringed. Right, yeah, That's the right, only yeah. only exception, or the only the only time that phrase is used in the founding documents is sh "shall not be infringed." Correct was was from the Second Amendment. So the, the original drafters didn't want laws written about this. That's what they said: "Don't infringe on this. This is a God-given right. Don't infringe on it." Well, how does how does this his argument, this particular judge's argument? Um, fly if we apply it to a different amendment. If we apply it to the First Amendment. Okay, so, so, so a local jurisdiction should be able to, in, you know, based on their uh, social mores or what they feel is right for their community, be which, able to impinge on your First Amendment right. Which church I should go to? Yeah, exactly. Right. Which, oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. 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 Should, yeah. You should have to go to the United Church of Missouri 
which is the state church. The state church. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because that's what's best for the community. Right, and that's the Fifth Amendment, we'll just yeah. get rid of the court of laws because oh, yeah. we don't need due process. Oh, no, due process. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's <clears> something that. for you rubes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they've already done that part, part of the way. And the fourth. So, so none of this makes any sense. Uh, there is a, uh, a, a the Latin phrase that I, I believe they use, stare decisis. Yeah, it's uh, a standby prior decisions. Yeah, um, which is something that I disagree with. Uh, and, and that's what Roberts does believe in. Justice uh, Supreme Court uh, has, in, in, in under his uh, leadership, has leaned in that direction. But I think if we got rid of stare decisis, if we looked at what the uh, Founding Fathers meant when they said what they said, and we actually adhered to it uh the government would be smaller uh there would be uh, a lot more freedom and uh, these kinds of questions wouldn't be in the offing uh, we would know that the right to own and bear arms is clearly understood uh, and just because somebody made a mistake or was influenced by politics decades ago or even centuries ago we shouldn't be held to their misgiving. No, but the you know stare decisis and precedent those doc, those doctrines I think they serve a purpose. You know they they promote early settlements. We know how things are going to turn out. They kind of streamline the courts, and they kind of neutralize individual judges' precedent. Um, you know personal beliefs. If you had a child that was killed by a drunk driver, now you're going to sentence drunk drivers to death penalty. Um, so I mean, there's there's kind of a reason for this, but yeah, I, I don't, it, I don't, it's not absolute. Yeah, but. I don't agree. I, I don't think there is any reason to believe that a prior decision uh, always needs to be respected. It may need reviewed. Well, well, we yeah, it does yeah, need we, reviewed. We, you know, this country used to allow slavery, and you know, we decided that wasn't a good thing. Let's do away with that. But you could easily say, well, because of precedent, we can't we can't undo this. We can't undo right. this mess, this horrible mistake. We can't undo this because of the precedent. No, we can undo the mistakes. We can we can repeal Obamacare. Right. Well, we just need this, to the, we just need to the the, the fortitude uh, to do it. Right. It was never it was never meant to be all and all encompassing and absolute. I mean, it, well, it can't be over overruled or overturned or you know well and i i don't think and there's a place and i i agree with i agree with joe there's a place for precedence um what i find a problem with is is i don't feel that this is a place for precedent because when we're talking about literally a basic underlying constitutional right yeah that is our fundamental right that is articulated <clears throat> in said bill of rights yeah, yeah. then it's it the weight of prior decisions, I think it's it's more likely uh, to to view the prior decisions as maybe being wrong, maybe yeah. being inaccurate. Coming up, there is a group here in Missouri that says it will train Christians in hand-to-hand -hand combat. Quah! At a Southwest Missouri event. Details coming up. Gary on Guns, Hot Talk, 93.9. Hey, it's 36 minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Joe Gilbert, joegilbert.us, on board with us this morning. So is uh, Scott Van Kirk. He, of course, is uh, my co-host on the national show for Gary on Guns. Uh, he is a former law enforcement and uh, a trainer. 
And uh, then uh, Larry Wayland is on board from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station, Station location. location. Yeah, you notice that I've learned to pause. Everybody has learned to jump in. We're all trying to help Larry remember where to find his store. I need all the help I can get. Because he lost it in the Brown Station. Brown Station. Location. Yeah. Hey, Larry, uh, yeah. says uh, Mike, uh, sent me a message. Uh, hey, Larry, uh, bird shot yet? No. No, I'm guessing he's looking for 12 gauge uh, field loads. Uh, no, not not available in our pipeline to uh, well, to have them on the shelf for sale. You know that uh, every week uh, we have to ask because I get hammered with requests uh, for ammo. How's the ammo situation? It's spotty at best. Um, we have many uh, common uh, handgun and uh, and 223 uh, caliber uh, rounds available on on the shelf. Um, but uh, you know the 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 deer hunter this year that doesn't already have ammo is is really in a pinch. We've not received our our shipment of uh, of deer deer hunting ammunition that was placed back in April. Um, the manufacturers just have not been able to get caught up. So it's uh, it, it's it's tough times in the ammo resupply world. Well, and that's going to be market driven. They're not going to retool to make two seventy. Right when, when you're selling five, all of the five five six, six you can build. Yeah, right. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And so I, on a on a side note, I would probably part with a box of uh, birdshot in exchange for gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you, when it comes to gasoline, you know you have a choice: either fill the tank or pay off the national debt. You, yeah. you just have to decide where you're, uh, you know, what, what's more important. Let's, a, let's hey, go, Brandon. Every, every fill up is that's a fifty dollar bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that amazing? And, and you know what's going to happen? Uh, and I remember this the last time we had a gas crunch. Because I'm old enough to remember this, and nobody. Well, you're old. You're old yeah, enough to remember they started using gasoline to power things. I knew that. Was <laughs> I was. I was going to warn you. I know it's coming. <laughs> but I can remember back in the uh, uh, early '70s when uh, suddenly locking gas caps were the thing. Oh Everybody yeah. Everybody was yeah, locking yeah. yeah. gas cap. Yeah. Uh, people were siphoning gas uh, out of tanks. I think that's going to happen. If these, uh, if uh, the prices continue to soar, I actually remember that as well. It just happens to be that I remember my parents buying a pocket <laughs> gas cap. And he has the hair to claim, back up that claim of youth. <laughs> that's, that's true. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I'm looking for a new co-host for a national <laughs> show. It doesn't pay particularly well. Oh, no, but it, it, no it does not. Yeah, you can't even buy a gallon of gas with that. <laughs> pay you what you're worth. Is that it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> twice what we're worth. Yeah, come to think of it, <laughs> we ain't retiring on that check, boy. I'll tell you. Uh, anyway, listen. Uh, there is a group that says it will train Christians in hand-to-hand -hand combat at a southwestern Missouri event. Uh, the organizer of the Missouri Embattled Warriors event uh, ultimately had to cancel it, but the group says their mission is to quote. Halt and push back the forces of darkness. It sounds like something from a Star Trek movie or something. Uh, is holding a tactical event southwest Missouri this weekend. It's canceled, so don't. Uh, to train Christians in hand-to-hand -hand combat and uh, fighting from your vehicle. I, I guess atheists and Jews can't take the class. I don't know. It just says uh, Christians. What do you show up with your baptismal uh, form or... Along with your COVID 
cart, yeah. right? Is, is waterboarding yeah. a form of baptism? Oh, uh, boy, it could be. I, I, you know? I, 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 I wasn't sure, yeah. And, uh, I, and I'm willing to go on record that I've known a few people from the um, from the uh, uh, Jewish individuals, from especially like the IDF and stuff yeah. like that, that I would gladly, gladly have on my team. Yes, I, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, discriminate at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, they, they called this... If, uh, the Missouri Embattled Warriors event, uh, reminiscent of the militia exercises and preparedness training that spread across the country in the 1990s. Uh, and it was a long one. It was like 8 in the morning till 10 o'clock at night uh, on some wooded property along the highway, highway MM uh, between Neosho and Joplin. And uh, I'm just wondering, is there some sort of underlying current where these kinds of groups are starting to form again. Um, the, you mean the, the, the <clears throat> march towards socialism that we're seeing from our federal government? Has people concerned, Gary? Is well, that what you're I, talking about? No, but I mean, there were uh, lots of these groups that were training out in the woods. Uh, and I always understood why. I mean, I understood, but, I, the, you know, and it's the, I'm sure the media painting a picture of them. Uh, and, and you see this both in news and in entertainment. Where they're just crazy people and and uh, they're uh, anxious to go out and start shooting politicians and things like that, but it sort of died down and we didn't see a lot of this when people were happy with their government and and now it's sort of uh, you know is it coming back? Are you hearing anything? Is there anything out there that? Uh I, I don't know of any. Maybe, I haven't heard I, much of anything. But I'm, not, I'm not pleased with the the representation yeah. I'm receiving out of out of Washington. Yeah. And 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 I'll I mean I'll go on record because I I believe in liberty not socialism right. so I mean that, that that's Larry yeah. I, I I do not want to live in a socialist country and I think all of the spending all of the things all the social programs that are trying to be forced into into place right now have people really concerned because it's it's not the country that I want to live in so you know I I go to the ballot box I vote and and I exercise those rights. What's interesting is how the media portray this. Uh, there's a guy named uh, Devin Burkhart. Uh, he is the executive director for the Institute for Research and Education on Human Rights, and he says the group is trying to, hard, or is trying to hide far-right paramilitary training behind a friendly facade. Whatever the label, the group traffics in racist scaremongering to draw people into paramilitary <clears throat> activity. That's the that's the picture that everybody has when somebody says they're a member of a militia group, that they're a bunch of right wing racist extremists, as though racist and right wing are somehow synonymous. And I, and I wonder if that's just giving these groups a bad name, or if there's any truth to it. Well, I'm I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt um, that they're trying to do something i guess that they think that is is a good thing um uh, unless i have evidence otherwise but to be perfectly honest i would if someone came to me and said uh what do you think should i go to this um this event down in in southwest missouri and i would probably say well you know from an actual skill development and personal safety standpoint I think you should probably give Joe Gilbert an email, you know, send him an email and sign up for one of his courses because generally um, most of this paramilitary stuff 
having been a member of the U.S. military, these usually it doesn't really attract a lot of folks that have a baseline skill anyway <laughs> yeah. that you'd want to be running around in the woods um, doing cover. That's the concern. You know, yeah. yeah, cover me while I move drills. And uh, so, besides that, it, it chances are it's you and the FBI that are attending. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you want to look at <laughs> you know Redneck Revolt, if you're not familiar with it. Google it. Go to redneckrevolt.org. Um, they are paramilitary. They are not pacifists. They go to what they believe. They'll tell you. Private property rights are, are oppression. It's, it's a really far left-wing radical armed group, and they've got plenty of them in Missouri. So, you know, that, that's, but we don't hear about them. We only hear about the, you know, the, the Christians right, and the right wing, right? Yeah, those evil Christians, <clears throat> well, I'm telling you. Um, do you guys think that we're going to see some kind of a split. I mean, I'm seeing uh, states that are trying to split themselves off. Uh, there's a recent story about uh, some folks in Maryland that wanted to uh, secede from Maryland and join uh, West Virginia. Uh, there are people in California that want to secede from California and either have a separate state or join Nevada. Uh, this was uh, going on in Colorado. We're seeing it all the time. There are people who are gathering up uh, on, on the left and the right, uh, almost as though they are, uh, you know, preparing armies to, to go to battle. Do you think that the country is going to split apart at some point? I'll find out what you we'll go around the table here in just a minute. We're up against the clock. We'll come back. You're listening to Gary on Guns. And it's Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. Hey, welcome. It's 5050 50 minutes after the hour. Uh, Joe Gilbert from JoeGilbert.us. This is the guy you go to when you want to make sure you have a plan for when the bad guy comes, whether it's work, home, in the car, or just walking down the street. Joe Gilbert is the guy you want to talk to. Uh, then we have uh, Scott Van Kirk. He is my co-host on the national show. And uh, he is uh, a, a firearms trainer. And he is a former law enforcement, and he's on board with us. And so, by the way, is Larry Wayland from Modern Arms. At the Brown, At the Brown Station, Station location. 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 Yes, that's, <laughs> we have. We got to work on this synchronization thing there. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, we can't harmonize either, so that's oh, just yeah. the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Larry, so you know where to find the store when you get out of here, right? Thank goodness, yes. Yeah, thank it's, Brown Station Brown, Road. Brown Station. Okay, good. Uh, I always worry about that. So we have seen uh, people on both sides, on the political left and the political right, beginning to sort of, um, well, they're, they're kind of grouping and arming, and it, it looks as though they're all going to war. We're seeing states that want to, whose residents want to switch states or even create a new state. People are just fed up with each other in the political realm. Uh, the the blue, uh, the the Democrat people seem to want to go more towards socialism. Uh, the Republicans, the red side, seem to want, you know, less government. Uh, does it look to you as though we're really going to split <clears throat> any of these states or even the country? Joe, does it look like that to you or do you think this is just... The heat of today's arguments, and then it'll all cool off in a few months or a few years. Yeah, good thing the cameras on there are on. Everybody's pointing their fingers at me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. That's because we had an off-air discussion. Yeah. Said, okay, who's going to who's going to go? Democracy. Who's going first? <laughs> <laughs> Joe. <laughs> 
Dad, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to be first in the in the fight to break free. Uh, if they prolong this, if this if this is a protracted uh, infringement, even though it's moving faster and we all die, it, the the country's done with because the young people are being taught share share alike. What's yours is mine, whether I work for it or not. Uh, on the other side, you got Missouri and other states saying, you know, we're not going to uh, enforce any of these federal rules. You know, we've got walkouts, mass walkouts from NYPD and all these other people over vax mandates. I don't know. It's, it's a tough one. But I, I just don't want to be first. I don't want to be Ruby Ridge. You know? Well, it's, yeah. it's just a, a atmosphere of division that is – it doesn't appear that the media or, or the, the, that Washington is interested in unity. It appears that, you know, we just want to exacerbate our differences. We want to, we want to drive wedges instead of bringing people together as, as, it, as we saw post 9-11. Right. Um, America was so united post 9-11. Right. Once we were attacked from, from an outside force, man, America coalesced. That was as patriotic a time, you know, as I had ever seen in, in, in American history in, in my short, short, short sample of, of, of the American experiment. Um, and I loved that time. I loved it because the, uh, the country came together. I, I hate that it that it took a, a horrific tragedy and, and being attacked by an outside force to, to do that. But I'm not seeing things. I'm not seeing things to bring us together. Um, and I'm not seeing efforts. Uh, but there is an effort to control us, Larry. No, and that's absolutely this, effort to control. Well, and, and, so, and, and the the control is the wedge. Right. The, the wedge is the control. Right. The and that's the is uh, the control. Right. The six hundred dollar uh, banking rule. Right. Yeah. It's, oh, part, yeah. it's the weekday show. Oh, else, oh come on! How else do you expect them to catch multi billionaires? Yeah. They got six hundred dollar withdrawals. That'll yeah. That'll I'm do sure it. Sure. That'll nail them. But it'll stop you from buying a gun, won't it? Where well, let me go that to, money. Let me go to the Scotster here. Uh, <laughs> that cleanup. Here we go. Well, well, oh. well here's, here's the thing, Scott. Yes, sir. Um, I'm a libertarian. I'm, I'm a, I believe in the Constitution. I believe in liberty. And there's some things I'm just not willing to compromise on. Uh, and I'm betting that everybody in this room is saying, you know, and I'm not going to compromise on my Second Amendment rights. So, you know, there are people on the left who are just as adamant about collectivism. Oh, and absolutely. So absolutely. Absolutely. You're correct. And we've lost, um, just a, a bit to Larry's point, um, we've lost the ability um, of being able to dissent conversationally in a respectful manner. Yes. You cannot have a, we cannot have a conversation between two people who do not believe the same thing. Well, if you, don't, have if you don't believe like I believe, I have to cancel you. Right. I have, you know, right. the we cancel have, culture. We don't have yeah. that ability. Yeah. Do I see open warfare um, much like the Civil War? No, because we're no longer geographically separate in that manner. Um, yeah, we can talk about red states, we can talk about blue states, and we can talk about purple states. And Missouri, for instance, is a red state. Not everybody who lives here is, is a red state person. Not every every person in this state votes the same way uh at this point a majority do of the people who vote but certainly not enough where you could say this state is um you know wants to dissolve the articles of confederacy and and not be a part of the united states anymore what i see if i were to forecast is probably you're going to start to see enclaves you're going to start to see communities that are going to pop up that are representative of certain political views on either side and those will be where the people will coalesce whether that um 
becomes an issue where violence results, I I certainly hope not. Um, um, one of the things that I've seen with law enforcement in the country is we're headed for we're headed for a place where you live in a town of you know you may even buy some land and make a town of 15,000 people and you hire your own police force of the quality individuals who are leaving the major metropolitan areas and things like that. So I see more of a a firebase enclave um, situation than (laughs) I do do open warfare. (laughs) I I guess that's where I'm going with it. Man, that that was the longest answer for a a short question I think I've ever heard. Yeah, and I watched Cowboys and Aliens last night. (laughs) Well, hey, okay, so I got these two throwing Molotov cocktails, and I'm standing here with a small fire extinguisher. I'm doing the best I can here. All right. Uh, I I don't think it will come down to that. I think that slowly but surely the left will prevail. I hate to say this, but I think they will uh, because they've dominated in education. uh, They dominate in entertainment. And the net result is they're indoctrinating kids starting in grade school. And uh, people will just cave in there. Some of us who are, you know, going to be pretty staunchly opposed, but we're going to be grossly outnumbered. Uh, the saddest part of this whole story is I, you know, the, there's just no place left to go. Uh, and I talked about this on the uh, weekday program, and I want to point this out. There is no other country on the globe that I would rather live in than the United States. I grouse that we're heading in the wrong direction, but we are still the best place on earth to live. And that's because the Founding Fathers. All right, we're going to find out what kind of... Scott, put the gun down. Don't disassemble it. We're going to find out what's coming up from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Next on Gary and Gun.